because we live in a, a, the world of opposites, because living has all of these requirements that we deal with those opposites. Are we going to have breakfast or not? What are we going to have for breakfast? Do we have the things that we want for breakfast that we imagine having that, oh, but what about that phone call? And do we have time for breakfast? And it's just breakfast. And it can be a whole life struggle just for breakfast, let alone if, if, if it's other aspects of ourself or another person. And so we, we are, we, we get caught in the dual nature, the opposites of, of everything. And that's, it's natural that we have to focus on this, but our taking it as the entirety of our reality, our, the entirety of our experience is in my experience, not reality. That what this meditation has been pointing to is a, a more steady, a more a more reliable uh, experience of reality that can be included in this life. And when we're facing illness, and we've or we're facing aging, or the loss of someone we love, this too can be present in the midst of those experience. That the felt sense of the presence of this this deeper relationship of this experience that we call life uh, can be there. Not necessarily that we go through these kind of a meditation in that moment, but it's part of the, uh, of the ground from which we're meeting life. And it is inherently uh, a, 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 a uplifting. It's inherently satisfying. It has this ease because the ego is not involved in its struggles. And we want the ego to be doing its struggles of the executive functioning. You know, we got to get breakfast, at least for, if not breakfast or lunch or dinner, and if not today, tomorrow. And we certainly have to figure out how to relate to our significant other and how to perform at work and keep our values and be appreciated. And so all of this, this, this you know, this is the ticket to ride is that we get involved in all of these things. It's the price we pay to be manifest. But that doesn't mean that's who we are. That's a functioning. That is a relatedness uh, that's, that's, that, that has necessary a kind of functioning relatedness. But it can be infused with wisdom. It can be infused with compassion. It can, it can be arising from this ground, this groundedness. That's and we can prove this to ourselves just in this day of meditation that this is true. It's not a belief. It's not a belief. It's something that can be known directly. Uh, the Venerable Sumedho is so beautiful in his descriptions. He will say, uh, "No, those are just ideas. They're they're not they're not the reality. The reality is like this, and what this is in this very moment. And it's through this reality that we come to this this." This, this awareness that is uh, underlying everything. I find that to be true. And I find that there is an ease, a kind of satisfaction uh, that, that, that allows for the mind to be contented in the midst of all of this storm of the opposites. 
We're living in such a difficult time right now. Such a difficult time all around the world. So much opposites of belief and so much hatred and so much feeling of being separate as cultures everywhere. So much of that, not every single culture, but in so many cultures, so many uh, uh, communities. And so what is our individual experience? Uh, that, that too, but this too also. And what is what underlies to me those the difficulties in our personal life, the difficulties in the culture, these different views, those sit on top of something that is very different than that, that we're pointing to in this retreat. And that practice brings us the Buddha's wisdom. The Buddha one time was uh, uh, teaching a, a reflection of, well, what would what if he became a leader? What if he became a political leader or became a, uh, you know, some sort of the, the leader? And he goes, oh, then I would have to engage. I would have to engage in all of these things, basically naming the opposites. He would have to engage because that's what you do if you're in that. And we all have to do that insofar as we're in, in the world and we live complicated lives. The monastics deliberately simplify their lives so that they have less of this. But we have what we have, we start where we are. And so therefore, we, we, we use our practice to stay connected to this deeper experience-based felt sense. That's, that's, that's directly accessible. It's a felt sense. It's not an idea or a theory, not a concept. So let's walk this for a few minutes. Let's take a 20-minute period here of walk. Actually, let's do a let's do a 15-minute. Let's do 15 minutes. Uh, and I would ask that you walk in your heart space. May I be available to my own? My, may I, let's change that. May I be available to the heart space? May the heart be known. Just walk and see what happens. You're not demanding anything happens. You're attuning, you're directionally lining, you're lining up directionally. We'll explore this throughout this retreat. How you, in the midst of your busy life, this is teachings for the street of life, Dharma for the street of life. How do you get directionally lined up? How do you maintain yourself directionally in the midst of the storm of all of these things happening to us? Not easy, but more possible than maybe you currently believe. Or maybe you just haven't found, you believe, but you haven't found the skillful means yet. Or maybe you're going, boy, is this guy delusional? <laughs> and that would be okay too, and it could be true. But not the, the experience you get to see for yourself, is this possible or not? So uh, we'll come back at... Uh, at eleven, at twelve fifteen Pacific time. Is that right now? We'll come back at twelve eleven. Twelve eleven Pacific Coast time. <laughs> 